Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0-Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 310. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with Ryan Ripken. No Nate today. Ryan, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? This, this feels weird. You know, I, uh... Running solo with you, Kyle. I'm a little nervous, a little anxious. Maybe, maybe Nate's the glue. I, I uh, he's he definitely missed pleased, today. He'd be pleased to hear that. He would be. Well, I hope he listens to this. Then that was like that was. I thought that was a good compliment. He, yeah, he he might. We'll see. He's uh, reason we don't have Nate today is because he, as he made clear last episode, he was in Atlanta uh, this weekend. Uh, for I believe a bachelor weekend and went to a a Braves game or two possibly I think it was just the one uh, but says he's just feeling a little under the weather so take that however you will uh, I mean I'm not gonna try and interpret that I don't know I hey look I just don't know how rowdy of a weekend it was for him he said he's just he said might be coming down with something and I'll take him at his word but that's that sounded like you're taking him at his word uh, I'm not just, alluding I, to anything again again like i say with the with the juice balls with pool holes and i'm just we're just exploring all of our avenues here just getting it all out there no nah, i'm no, just kidding no Nate, stir, no stern unturned no 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 stir in the pot with me here today um but yeah that's why we don't have nate nate hope you feel better uh but we got a lot to talk about today ryan uh first and foremost uh houston astros may have heard of them yeah they, how about the houston astros how about the houston astros would you would you say ryan that the houston astros are a team that if not only this year possibly beyond go under the radar Absolutely. And I, I think well let's look they went through being the most controversial team and, and probably they still are. People have a very strong opinion for Houston still to this day, especially if you are a Yankee fan that hits deep. You know, it's there's a lot of frustrations. I know in L.A., Dodger fans feel the same way, but you can't knock what they're doing. And what they're doing and what they've continued to do is put a an extremely productive team on the field every year. And we just were talking about off you know, before we started, Kyle is 
you know, they have some extremely good pieces that I feel like no one's talking about. And that is something that I've never heard that you they could possibly have an MVP type caliber player on their roster and the Cy Young on the same team. And most people might not even realize it. Yeah, and, and really the whole reason we're starting off the episode today with the Houston Astros is because if you uh, hadn't heard, they, uh, within the last week, clinched a spot in the postseason, which no, to no surprise to anybody, uh, that, that was anticipated. It's their sixth straight year uh, heading to the postseason. Uh, last I checked, they're on pace for like 105 wins, which... Um, if I recall, would only would be second most to only their World the Series year. Oh, they're, uh, they're for, for the franchise, yeah, yeah for franchise, franchise history. Um, so I I bring it up just to acknowledge that yes, we have another team in the postseason. But then you dig a little deeper, like you were just saying, Ryan. You you look. I mean, to be honest with you, you really don't have to dig all that far to see these pieces. But like we were talking about, I just don't think they're getting talked about enough. Like. Justin Verlander, who's been having a great year, somehow, I say, comes out of nowhere, even though I don't even think that's the, uh, an accurate way to describe it, and basically usurps Dylan Cease for the Cy Young favorite. He, and for Vegas odds, they, they've got him at the top. Absolutely. And that's and that's the crazy thing is, if you look at all of what they've done, that's a surprising thing. And actually, it shouldn't be surprising and I think, and maybe they're going under the radar because people just expect that Houston's going to be a good team, but then people maybe don't follow them as closely. Houston through and through has been the best team in the American League. Let's just, they are the best right now. They've been the most consistent all year round. And Justin Verlander is proving once again that age is just a number. He's an extremely talented and generational pitcher. And he is going to, when was he turning 40 again, Kyle? I believe February. So he's uh, he hasn't even hit 40 yet, but it feels like he's been pitching in the major leagues for what seems like three decades. And and arguably, is this this could possibly be one of his best seasons. And it could to go be down in his, tw- yes. in his twilight years. So you're right. What Houston is accomplishing, and and I think I've maybe have mentioned it before. Houston deserves its due, and you know there are so many pieces that they have that's made them successful and whether or not you like the team is irrelevant because what is relevant is that they are an extremely talented team. And we know Kyle, we're just talking about what are some of the other pieces that we have, you know, you were talking about the, the quality starts record. Yeah. I mean, Houston, like you said, love them or hate them. They've been, they've been in the, in the headlines recently. Framber Valdez uh, set a new major league single season record with his 25th straight quality start. And I know to the average fan who may not care about these things as much, they may look at that and go like, okay, awesome. Did they, did they result in wins? How, what are his strikeout numbers looking like? Where is he at in the Cy Young race? It's like, you have to be able to look past all of those things and recognize what it takes to be able to accomplish something like that, regardless what the results of those games are. The fact that he's able to give you that consistency is huge. Yeah, and that's the point that, and that that is that is the point. Consistency, and right now, Kyle, if we were to say anybody who's a fan out there, but Kyle, since just you and I, I'll ask you the question: If you know that you can have a pitcher that's going to give you a quality outing, that's going to keep you in a game 
for that many games, just 25, 25 quality starts. So 25 starts and typically what's a starting pitcher getting now? 30 to 35 starts if you're lucky. Yeah. Right? Relatively speaking. So would you take 25 times that you have a pitcher that's giving you a chance to win? Yeah. I, yeah. I would take I, that. I, I think I would take that. Look at throughout that. all of, of Major League Baseball right now where people complain or get irritated or frustrated with consistency in the pitching department. But that's why that's why Houston is playing so well because that's another player that no one's talked about that's not going to win any awards but is a, is a big pro, uh, component to what they're trying to accomplish. You know, so... And also, like offensively, you know, and we we touched on it for a second, but uh, Alvarez, I mean, he might be the most untalked about superstar post All Star break. Like the hype, the hype was all for him, Kyle, before. But I think people are forgetting, isn't he? He's in around three hundred right now with, you know, thirty-seven home runs. <laughs> When he when he first arrived on the scene, I I will I'll give credit to these people. There was a there was a a fragment of baseball fans who I guess were more in tune with his capabilities and what uh, he was projected to do. They were saying that he could he could be one of the best hitters in baseball, if not the best hitter in baseball. Not obviously not career wise, but just right. Right, right here and now, they're saying this guy could be the best hitter in baseball. And I, when I when I heard that, I was like, I just, I just don't know. That's a that's a bold claim to to make. But I'm telling you what, dude, this guy mashes, and he mashes. for me. It it goes beyond just being this one dimensional beast where you're just hitting tanks all the time. This guy can put the ball. He he can put the ball gap to gap. He can spray it all over the field, like we just saw the game. The game this weekend had three home runs. I think I think one went to left center, one went to right center, and then he ends up pulling one. He -hmm. had two doubles. This, I mean, this weekend for Jordan was just it it was a a clinic. He went. He had seven hits, four of which were home runs. Two, as I mentioned, two doubles, and he had an OPS this weekend of two point one five four. And I feel like he's not getting talked about enough. Well, that's the thing right now. Looking at his numbers, and we're not going I'm not. I'm not someone that like wants to dump it or dive in so much to statistically, even though it is nice to reflect on it. But this is a th- crazy thing for me. I'm looking at it right now. He has 130 hits on the season. He over or almost 50 percent of his hits are extra base hits. So half the time, almost when he gets up to bat. He's hitting a double or better. I mean, I'm no expert. I don't need, but that's a number I'll look at and go, you want to talk about value? You want to talk about bringing, being an elite hitter, hitting 300, being able to get on base, provide power in an all around game? Man, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I thought there was so much hype for him earlier in the season. I think that Aaron Judge and Otani. Get all the attention for 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 the for the right reasons, but Alvarez, as you said, he deserves his due. A lot of these guys deserve their due, and Houston. Again, you what if you like them, love them, hate them, get used to them. They're gonna be the favorite to come out of the American League. I mean, Kyle, do you think? I and mean, they have to be. 
Yeah, and and going back to these some of these names, I really wish Major League Baseball and, and I'm not putting this on the organization because I mean we rag on them all the time about not marketing guys, this or that. Right. I, I have to give them credit where credit's due. They have made a from from my perspective at least, they've made mm-hmm. a conscious effort to improve that. Getting right. these guys' faces and names out there so more people so the they recognize them, they're, they become more of household names. But I wish Major League Baseball, as, as an industry, like including us fans, were more capable of handling more storylines at once, if that makes sense. Because yes. right now we're so fixated on Shohei versus Judge. And again, like you said, rightfully so. Historic seasons to each their own. What I'm saying is what's going on in Houston right now. We just I would say honestly what Framer's done incredible. What Jordan is doing incredible. But for me the biggest storyline to come out of Houston right now is this Verlander situation. 39 <laughs> years old, this the Cy Young favorite and I just like I said, I don't feel like we're this is being talked about enough and I feel like as fans it's so hard for us to to think about multiple storylines at once because we just want to have our, we just want to have our takes on judge versus Otani and just be done with it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, and again, it's, it's what sells and you have the big markets. Otani attracts an international market judges in New York. They're both doing things that are historical. And when we could, you know, whether we jump into Aaron judge chasing the triple crown, which no one is talking about the full triple crown part. And that could be maybe a different topic, but Judge is chasing the home run record. Otani is a, a a pitcher and a hitter, which is, again, something we haven't seen. But you're right. And I look at other sports, and you see how they can individualize and market their players. And I get it. It's a long season for baseball. And maybe that's a point that kind of dips away. But I want people to get their due. And for Justin Verlander, he, when you have generational talent, you have to appreciate it. And this would be a great story for, for Major League Baseball to push more because you hope that something like this happens moving forward, but seeing a pitcher possibly be pitching his best season at 39 years old is special. And that is something as a fan that you're talking about. I'd like to hear more about it. Maybe it doesn't sell as much because you're not seeing it's another home run or strikeout from Otani and Judge or yada yada. Uh, but oh, Verlander just lowered his ERA to one seven eight. Is that what you said? Verlander's ERA just dropped into the negatives. No, but that—that's honestly how it feels <laughs> sometimes. Like it, it's truly mind blowing how. And I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand. I don't feel like I've paid enough attention to this. I don't feel like, as someone on this podcast, I've drawn enough attention to. Uh, but zooming out. Looking at the playoff picture as a whole, like you mentioned, I I think, I mean, without a doubt, Houston is the the team to beat out of the American League, and I think even with New York entering that conversation there for a good chunk of the season, I think you've seen what's happened to them over the course of the last month, month and a half, and that raises questions. But with Houston. You just haven't really seen that kind of skid. You haven't seen those same question marks. Pitching, great. Bullpen, 
I think best in baseball. I, I think by a, a wide margin. Offensively, they're doing they're doing the thing. They're, there's just really not many not many holes to fill, and I we we preach about it all the time. Anything can happen come October, but that anything is going to have to be pretty spectacular if it means Houston not advancing and possibly winning the World Series. It would be an upset unless unless these next couple of weeks we saw Houston hit a skid. But you're right. What's the biggest thing you want as a team? We talked about it with uh, quality starts. Consistency. When think, You don't get too high, you don't get too low, and you try to right the ship when things go wrong. You try to make adjustments on the fly. And Dusty Baker's squad has done that. They have exceeded that. And that would just even be a great story. On the side note, like Dusty Baker's running this team. It would be great to see him get a World Series. If you've been following him for years, decades, and the kind of the heartbreak situations he's had where he's come so close, it'd be great. It'd be great to see him. But also, if he doesn't, no one should knock how great of a job he's doing. If he never wins a World Series, that takes nothing away from from Dusty as a manager because he is proving his value to that organization, especially taking over after such a controversial time in Major League Baseball. Props, Houston. And this is going to be the corny line coming from Ryan, but like Houston's had liftoff for years. And whether you know it or not, uh, it's it's been there and it's going to continue to go for, I think, years to come. That was really corny. Hey, no, it's it's fine. It's Monday. You're here to bring the positivity. <laughs> You're here to bring the, the corny lines. I'm I'm all about it. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, David Price. We I, I feel like we're in this weird spot right now because I was of the belief i was of the understanding that he was to retire at the end of this year Mm -hmm. uh, because he literally came out and said and i quote it's just time everything on my body hurts which then led to reports saying that he was going to retire at the end of the year and then you informed me of a couple headlines that you had seen which i then saw at a later time that said well pump the brakes he he's going to decide in the off season to which i say and i think you would agree with me this has to be the end for David Price. Like, I mean, the writing I, I, feels on the wall. Yeah. Like it, it, what, when there's, when there's smoke, there's usually fire, you know, but how, how about that? I mean, you've, as a, as a Red Sox fan, as fan, you've, you've seen David Price. You've seen a lot of evolutions. What, what is something that you valued seeing with David Price? I have my own opinions, but you got to watch him during a, a special time. Yeah. I, I mean, when he was in the AL East prior to his time in Boston, I, I wasn't his biggest fan. And I do it, some, some baseball fans might recall his beef with uh, David Ortiz, which I'm going to go to bat for him 10 times out of 10. So if you got beef with David Ortiz, I got beef with you. Uh, <laughs> they, they went ahead. They, they fixed that situation. Once he came to Boston, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with you for me. One of the one of the most intriguing aspects of David Price's career was watching him get the postseason monkey off his back in October in 2018 and just watching that unfold and see how he handled himself with the media because the media was making it almost a, an annual thing to hound him about his postseason woes. 
and mm-hmm. just watching him really starting with the AL- ALCS uh, moving forward, just watching him take control of those games. And then right. in turn, once the game was over, to remind the media and really the baseball world, like you may have forgotten about me. You may think that I don't have any value this time of year, but I'm still that guy. I have the capability to be that guy and I'm showing you that I'm that guy. And like, I don't care who you are. I, you, you could be the, the guy in the league that I can't stand the most, but if you're, if you're able to kind of announce yourself like that and to remind people, I'm still that guy. I'm all for it because I right. like I I see and like I hear about what these things or what what kinds of things that these guys go through and what they hear from fans. And Absolutely. we're all human beings and for you to kind of have uh, a re- a resurgence or an opportunity to prove yourself and you come through, I'm all about that. And to see him do it on the biggest stage was really cool and it's just a shame that I feel like his career uh, really took a turn for the worst um, after that big contract. Uh, but he he's had his he's had his flashes in the pan since then. But I mean, let me ask you. I mean, early on in his career was looking like a a candidate for the Hall of Fame. But I think at this point, it's safe to say that maybe that's not the case. If he's not a Hall of Famer, that's okay. You know, for me, what what I what I want people to appreciate with players especially when you see it around, there are so many great players. And sometimes you think, well, maybe you weren't, if you don't get that recognition after your career is over, you know, there's so many great players that don't have Hall of Fame careers that are great, great players. And for David Price's case, when he came up for the Rays, he was electrifying, especially what he was bringing that energy with the Rays. It was exciting. And then he went through his own problems and he got the big contract he had his ups and downs but he handled himself well like you said to see him overcome some tough times in the postseason to finally to reach and and to, to get past that point was awesome but David Price has been in the major leagues since he was 22 years old and to now be if this is going to be this final chapter 14 15 years later it's truly truly amazing for him and hopefully in his case, he can go out being a champion, but whether, whatever, whatever it is, I just like to think about it. like, we just don't appreciate someone having this long of a career. It's, it's, it, and, and he is, and like the, the quote what was the quote, my body, my body hurts. Yeah. It says you know, everything on things, my body, hurts. everything in body hurts, especially with that going through injuries, trying to come back from it. And not everyone has the easiest path back for from injuries. And it's hard. It's a grind. You are sacrificing a lot of time. It's your job, but you're sacrificing. And And David Price, though, has been out there. He's done his thing. And uh, if this is our final season seeing him, I've enjoyed the, the good and bad moments. Uh, he was a great professional, uh, you know, out there, out there for years. I will say, hearing this, I mean, we, we've had guys – even before this come out and say that they're, they're hanging it up. But for me, I feel like David price is one of the first of presumably many moving forward for me. That's going to make me start to feel old because it's like for as long as I've been watching baseball at a point where I, I was kind of locked into it and I can remember 
David right. Price has been one of those guys for 14, 15 years. And when he when you got guys like David Price coming out and saying, Well, I'm gonna hang it up, I'm I'm kinda looking in the mirror going, Yikes, I'm uh I'm getting a little up there in age, I feel like, because this this is just he's he's been a guy where for as long as you can remember, how's David Price doing? Is he still in the league? Yeah, David Price still in the league. And <laughs> we're gonna set again for me and probably for you too. We're we're close there in age. We're gonna start seeing these guys oh, yeah. that we grew up watching where like, yeah, I don't I don't have it anymore. You're gonna start hearing a lot of these quotes about everything on my body hurting and I don't know, that that that's a little sobering. Yeah, it is sober, but that's the reality and, and this is the point to get across. Enjoy the players that are here because it's coming to an end. We talked about Verlander. It's isn't going to last forever. And that's what I'm saying. David Price just was looking it up during this time. Five-time All-Star, Cy Young Award winner, runner-up uh, twice. He he had some great years and had great experiences. Yes, you're going to see the next generation, but enjoy these guys while they're here because it's it's all going to come to an end. Every sport that you're watching. We see Tom Brady in the NFL, 45 or whatever he is now. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. David Price for me is one of those guys. And eventually all good things are going to have to come to an end. So props to Price. And, and also, if people were wondering, he's he has a career 3-3 ERA despite those bad years and despite his injuries. For 15 years, he was very good. Safe to say Hall of Hall of Very Good. Yeah, probably probably Hall of the Very Good. Hall, very good. But I think people are definitely going to, for me, I know I'm going to remember him. Uh, he, he'll always have that top notch in my my book. I never really thought about the Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good's got a lot of names in there. A lot of a lot of names you wouldn't think would be in there, but. Well, that's the thing is we should think of that. We should think of those guys because. You know, Hall of Famers deserve to be recognized, but the very good players, don't ever forget those guys. I'm sure you have a lot of great moments watching a lot of those players. Yeah, like Price, a lot of those guys in that Hall are very good. They give us the best 12, 15, even 18 years of their their career. And like you were saying, I I think that should be recognized. And Price certainly had his ups and downs, but like we said, it's barring anything crazy, barring any any certain team getting hot, we could very well be looking at a, a 2017 World Series uh, rematch here. And wouldn't hate I'm not, it. I'm not going to put that out into the into the universe. I'm just I'm just just bringing, saying. bringing the obvious to light. I mean, I mean, I think I think majority of people, regardless how they feel about those two teams, can acknowledge. Yeah. Um, best two teams in baseball right now. And the teams that are behind them, like we talked about, the Yankees for example, they, they there's too much inconsistency there for me to put them as a shoe-in for the World Series. So, really for me it's LA and Houston as it stands right now. Something could obviously change in the next next couple of weeks before we get to October, but you never as know. it stands right now, we're looking at a a, a possible 2017 rematch. Um, we got to talk about Ozzy Albies, but before we do that, I'm going to, 
I'm going to fill in for our buddy Nate here. Yeah. Old, uh, Big League Chew. Let you guys know about our presenting sponsor, Big League Chew, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson. Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million. It's probably safe to say they're pushing pushing a billy at this point. 900 million pouches, probably a billion, and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to, head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter and at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram. And as I mentioned an episode or two ago, they are on TikTok, so hit them up on TikTok. To show off your Big League bubbles, you can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. How are you feeling about this Ozzy Albi news? Big blow for uh, Braves country. Yeah, it's it's a big blow for Braves country, obviously. And we talked about if there's going to be a team that seems to overcome ad- adverse situations. I mean, this team won the World Series last year without their superstar outfielder in Acuna Jr. And it it stinks. It just from a from a from a player's like from a a fan standpoint. You know, I'm not I'm not a Braves fan, but I love seeing the best players that can be out there. It's definitely going to hurt with the Braves, but again, if the Braves pitching staff can continue to do what it's doing, they have a good lineup. They have the confidence to overcome it, but you just hate to see a guy like that go down. That mean He does mean so much, and I guess I'm bringing up the point where I think that they can be okay, but he, do you believe or do you think he brings he brings a lot more intangibles to the team besides just, you know, his play on the on the field. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it a hot take to throw out there? I mean, it's not a hot take. I know, but mm-hmm. it, am I? Do you think I would get hate for saying that? All things considered, it's pretty in, insignificant if you look at the grand scheme of things. Like you mentioned, the Braves did it without Acuna last year. Hmm. And I'm not I'm no expert here, but safe to say that if you can do it without Acuna for a good chunk of the year, you can do it without Albies for I mean, it's possible that he's even back for October. They they came out and said he's out for the rest of the regular season, but the postseason's still a possibility. Right. So all things considered, I, I don't I feel like this is kind of it, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for the clubhouse, it sucks for the chemistry. But if you're the Braves, this just has to be something, especially with the last few years you've had of next man up, next man up, next man up. This has to be something where you kind of take the blow, you kind of you brush it off, you shrug it off, and you keep moving forward. That, well, that really has to be what it is. Well, and then that's what you have to do. You have no other choice. It's just how is your attitude going to be moving forward? And to be quite frank, you know, the Braves mentality in my mind should be, well, like we said, they've dealt with this in the past. We've seen this before. This is not new to us. We'd love for him to be out there. And that's the beauty with baseball. I want to just put the, paint this picture. In the NFL, the starting quarterback goes down and say it's a franchise, you know, he is a main reason why you would go to win the Super Bowl. If he goes down, your odds significantly take a hit. In baseball, it's not that way. Because you have it's it's individual matchups if you think about it it's the pitcher versus the hitter and then the players individually have to make the plays that are at them so you can plug and play someone and if they can gain 
They can get hot. They can play well. You can overcome that. At the end of the day, in, in the postseason, you know, I would say if this is one of their starting pitchers, one of their aces, one of their main guys, that to me would be more alarming. You know, take away like we were talking about before, you know, with the Mets, Max Scherzer on the Mets or Justin Verlander with the Astros, losing those guys, that is that is a dagger. You know, that would be a big blow because that's what you need to help you get to the next level in the postseason. Um, so it's just it's interesting. Baseball, you can plug and play guys. And how many times have we seen I'm trying to think of and I know we just this is ad living. But how many times do we remember a player that maybe didn't have a big name just have some unbelievable moments in the postseason as a position player? And and I'm going to look this up and post about it later or something. But who was the hitter on the Giants that hit the home run to go to the World Series? Oh, that was... uh, Send him to the World Series, right? Wasn't it like... Oh, what was that guy? I'm terrible with names. It was like Ishikawa or something, right? Yeah, something. Like, yeah, is that I, we're gonna we're gonna have to check that. But my point is, was he a main main point for that team? No. Did he have his big moments in the postseason? Yes. So they can they will they will be fine. The Braves will be okay. Um, Travis Ishikawa sends the Giants to the 2014 World Series. Look at that recall. Look at that. Just like that. I mean, you could you don't have to look far beyond last year's Braves team with Eddie Rosario, like maybe a little Great bit of different example. situation, but I mean, look at what the guy did. So Great example. again, if you're the Braves, you're missing out on a guy hitting 247. He's giving you eight home runs and 35 ribbies this season. I'm not, again, not an expert here, but I think the damage done here is pretty minimal. Again, you're, you're, you're missing, uh, one of the guys I put in air quotes. He, he's one of the guys. When you think yeah. Braves, he, he's in that. He's in that group, and it's going to be a blow to the clubhouse for for just a little bit. But I think you can you can replicate that from somebody filling in that spot for maybe maybe a month. Like you, you'll be fine. And absolutely. And then what we've just talked about. Get to the postseason. You're in the postseason. Whoever you have, anything can happen. We talk about, yes, certain players have more of a value. But if you look back in the postseason, anything can truly happen. Anybody can step up, plug and play. And that's what the beauty of this game is. You can have so many more unsung heroes come October. The Braves are more than capable of finding finding a way to play without them. So... Nate and I last episode 309 went real deep into the conversation about Aaron judge and Shohei Otani. Uh, we're very much in the pro judge MVP camp. Um, and something we did talk about, uh, or something, a, a point that I brought up and tell me if you agree with this or not, but I feel like with the pro judge MVP crowd, it's people coming to the table saying, look, what Shohei is doing is incredible and it deserves to be talked about as much as it's being talked about because you just don't see this every day. You don't even see this from one generation to the next. But here's why I think Aaron Judge is the MVP. And that's that. But with the Shohei MVP crowd, it's this it's this weird Shohei's the MVP 
Nobody's in the same stratosphere as this guy, and I don't want to hear any more conversation beyond that. And I just don't feel like that's reasonable because they're, they're, they're very much, well, you don't even need to look at the stats because just look at what he's doing to change the game of baseball. It's like, well, no, you should look at the stats because if you look at the numbers and see what Aaron Judge is doing, look at every offensive cat, statistical category in baseball. And Judge is leading, and if not leading, top three. So this weekend, Judge goes out and hits 58 and 59 to pull himself within two of the AL record and Yankees record. Yep. Where do you stand on that? that subject as it stands right now you know and i've said before i hate you know I, people are going to pick sides I, I i do believe judge but before I, I go more into why i want people to just be a fan enjoy what you're seeing and that's and that is player this is i can't emphasize this and i feel like i'm beating the drum maybe i'm getting all fired up again like when we talked about juice balls with, with pool hosts but historic seasons enjoy them relish them what Otani's doing enjoy every year that he's doing this whether it's a great year or not because it's special same thing with Aaron Judge but the reason why with Aaron Judge and I just don't think it gets enough credit again it's been 61 years that somebody has hit 61 home runs and that was Roger Maris in the American League and Hold up! Is it really been is it really been 61 years why did I 1960 1961 Holy cow. Roger Maris hit 61. I think I'm right there. Fact check me if I'm wrong. But as you know, I'm never wrong. Holy Just cow. kidding. 1961. Right. 61. There we go. I don't know why. So again, generational. This is something that we have not seen in 61 years. Some, you know, for if if you have your parents or my parents are are, are around that time, but they they wouldn't be able to remember that. So my point is generational, a couple generations, people haven't seen this. They don't remember any of this. And whether or not, however you view the steroid era, completely, like whatever, however you're is up for interpretation. But if you even want to go there, it's still been 21 years since someone's hit over 60 home runs. 21 years since someone's accomplished that feat. Stan, or Stan, whatever it was in Miami, came close. And he didn't. And Judge is doing this. And not only is Judge doing it to break a home run record, he is now chasing the triple crown. We just talked about that before coming on again today. Aaron Judge is going for two historical feats in one season. Like, I'll say that again. He's going for two historical feats in one season. He is going to win the RBI and home run title, and he is a thousandth of a percent point behind um, Luis Arise. Whoever's the leader. The, the, gap, the gap closed considerably this weekend. Last time we talked about this on, I guess we talked about it on Thursday. So coming mm -hmm. into Thursday's action, I want to say it was... Um, I got it pulled up here. Uh, Judge was at 310 entering Thursday. Luis Arise was at 320. And it's now down to, what, a, a thousandth of a point? It's like 317. They're hit, one's in like, 317. Judge's in 316. Yeah. Like, like it's very much in it. Because I'll be honest with you. I, I looked at that and I was like, ah, 10 points. 
if, if Luis Rise keeps keeps doing his thing, that's going to be a tough gap to close. And literally, it took a weekend. Judge it's very Gaha, much the, in the realm of possibilities. And again, that's the thing that's so special. And that's, to me, the bigger point of why Aaron Judge, to me, if you want to go across every landscape, he is the reason why offensively the Yankees are where they are. He, through the good and bad, he has been the face, the 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 uh, the glue that's kept the team together. And on top of it, he is chasing two historical things or two historical feats that we are not used to seeing. And you can't replicate that. And, and, and that's no knock to Otani. And I know people can look at that, but recognize and appreciate that Aaron Judge could be accomplishing two historical feats in one year. I don't think, did, did Barry Bonds ever win uh, a... Triple crown. Like, I'm just trying to even think back to the steroid era, because if people were to talk about that, it's the triple crown winners. Let's look that up really quickly. It's it's a feat. It it doesn't happen very often. And I think that's the cool thing. Go ahead. So Barry Bonds in 2002 hit 370. Okay. And led all of baseball. And then in 2004, uh, hit 362, which was tops in the American League. Or, I'm sorry, the National League. But he didn't win the Triple Crown. No. Barry Bonds has never won a Triple Crown. So here we go. I pulled up the list here. Miggy, Miggy Cabrera did in 2012. Who's the last person besides Miggy to hit for the Triple Crown? Dude, we look. You should know, Kyle. It resonates with your team. It was Carl Shemsky. It was Carl Shemsky. But I had, uh, hold on. I want to because I I feel like it's worth repeating. I had uh, a note here. Oh, right. We were talking about. I think it was last episode. We were talking about how they're only once. It. Let me give you a little trivia. The the listeners already know because I've already shared this last episode. I want to see. I want to see if you can guess. When was the last time in history that we had a triple crown winner in both leagues in the same season? Mm. Because we're looking at that being a possibility. Is it ever? Has it happened? It's happened once. Okay. It's got, oh man. It's either got to be like, I feel like it's in that sixties time frame. Or it's going to be way back in like the the twenties, thirties, forties. Am I close? Is it is it that far back? It's the fur, it's the further back option. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. Just just tell me. So it, it's a while. What do you got? Nineteen thirty three. Jimmy Hall of Famers <laughs> Jimmy Fox and Chuck Klein. Wow. So, so yeah, there's to your point. There's just, the reason I bring it up. There's just a lot of history at stake here, and that goes back to my point. And I don't want to have to go down this judge rabbit hole again because we talked about judge at length at nauseum. Uh, you could say yeah. last episode, but I I just want it to be clear that Shohei Otani isn't the only one that has history on his side, if you will, because again, it goes back to people that just constantly want to throw out the big brew thing, the big brew thing, the big brew thing. Aaron judge has history on his side as well. So I just want to, I want to make that clear and double history. 
Yeah, exactly. He's going, he's, going just... for, he's going for two feats again. I think I've said feats 10 times maybe already, but feats, I'll say it one more time. He's going for, I'll say it one more time, two more feats. It's incredible. Can you say it's it one incredible. more time? Feats. What was the other one? Plural. That's with an S. It's Yes, it's an S. Feats? Feet, feet, feats. I'm doing this feats. again. What was the word I did? I, uh, didn't, I had another phrase. I'm, I'm having I know like exactly what Ryan, you're talking about. I'm having some Ryanisms, you know, and I apologize. Grammar, not there. Still it. finishing up my degree. I apologize. I'll get better. I'm here for but it. But everyone gets my point. The point is across. Judge, really awesome. But then you brought up the great point. We could see another Triple Crown winner. It Baseball is having history across, too. The, earlier in the episode, talking about storylines that we don't know about or as much about that people aren't following. It would be great for MLB to, do, to, to notice that. But for the people, whether or not you're looking at Otani, Judge, as baseball fans... Look at what the league's doing. Appreciate what guys are accomplishing because you might not see it for 60 years. Yeah, basically that's to sum this whole thing up. Just throw throw the debates out the window. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because like you said, we brought up Stanton. That was the last time we had somebody pushing 60 and he didn't even get there. He's going to get there. Aaron Judge is going to get there, uh, barring a, a crazy injury, and I wouldn't wish that on him because that Aaron Judge is good for the game of baseball. Great for the game. He's going to get there, so just enjoy it. Enjoy what Shohei's doing. What Shohei's doing is incredible. I get it. There's a temptation to want to get caught up in the hot takes. You want to plant your flag on one side or the other. You want to die on one hill or another. I get it. But just enjoy what's happening in baseball right now because you might not see it again. Exactly. Right for me, throw it away. Again, throw it away. I got the harbor nearby. Throw in the debates in the harbor. Enjoy it, guys. Everyone, enjoy history. History is cool when you can watch it and and appreciate it. I'm done. I'm good now. Sorry. History is cool. <laughs> and another thing is cool is uh, our friend What's cool? Seekeek. Our friend oh, Seekeek. that is cool. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. Or making it even better for you if you're a first-time user, SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code 30TAKE. It's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that Nate somewhere, wherever he is right now, is saying cold, hard cash. Enter promo code 30TAKE. That's our social handle at checkout. Oh, what else we got to check in on? We checked in on the Triple Crown watch. Ah, we got to check in on the pool hole swatch. Yes. He's at 698. He's right there. He's right there. He's, hey, hey uh, Kyle, what was the stat that we had besides just again throwing out the accomplished feed? What is the Cardinals' record this year when Pujols homers? Fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. That's not like that's not like nine and seven, eleven and five. No, fifteen and one. And we've talked about it at length. Albert Pujols is not only stat padding. 
Yeah, he's stat padding in the sense that hey, let's get let's get to seven hundred. Why don't we? He's helping the team win games and important games as we get closer down the stretch. So again, not that we need to go down the whole Pujols thing. I just wanted to just wanted to check in on the race because I know somewhere Nate's sweating, knowing that he's going to have to be writing this apology letter. I think he's got a rough draft already planned out. He's, I believe I think he does. I, I think he spent. Uh, I think he spent the majority of his flight to to Atlanta writing it up. Is is what? Dear I'm Albert, yes, an dear, open letter dear, to Albert. Dear Albert, open <laughs> letter to Albert. It'll be featured on all the all the mainstream media outlets. Uh, it'll be all over. You'll see it. Um, no, but for me, it comes down to what I've been saying for really the last two three weeks. Is you just. And I will admit it is what what sparked the whole conspiracy about juice baseballs and all that because it's it's one of those things where you just don't remember Albert Pujols seemingly not being able to go multiple games without hitting a home run. Like I just don't recall that being a thing, but it seems like every every few games now it's well, Pujols did it again, and so I just don't I don't know what to credit that to. I don't know whether it's a it's a mental switch where he's just he realizes what what's at stake here. He realizes how little time he has left, and he's just flipped a switch, and that's why he's so locked in. I just I don't know what it is, but it's I mean it's cool it's cool being able to not go more than what seems like two three games without hearing about uh, an added home run to the total. It's magic. It's magic. It's something like, you know, as, as every, and anything that you, and anyone does, if any, any athlete in any sport that you do, you have, when you're locked in, you're dialed in. And usually it gets harder to accomplish these things as you get later into your career or whatever it may be. But it's safe to say that concept applies to pool host right now. He is dialed in, he is locked in. And if, whether it makes sense of, or his age of what's going on to me, you know, it's irrelevant. It also could be he's a great player. He's fi- like he's he's done it before. And when you're, it could be it could just be a magical situation where the the stars are aligning. But also that competitive nature that he truly is dialed in. And we're looking at it. I mean, he's 42, I believe. You know, when we were talking about Verlander. Some of the greats in certain situations might just have an extra switch. And right now, if that's the case for Albert, he is the switch is on. It is, and it has been on for the last two months, and it's so exciting. And and now you get in the discussion of with it now. Are the Cardinals gonna make some noise in the playoffs, and, and is this gonna be a true fairy book or fairy tale ending? It's amazing. It's great. Oh, and 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 guess what? Another historic feat is is happening, folks. Enjoy it. Had to throw it in. Yeah, I mean. You really put it into perspective. There is a lot of, of a history. lot going on. A lot going on right now. I'm and that sure goes back right to, now. Yeah, I was go just ahead. gonna say that goes back to my my original point is I just don't feel like as baseball fans we're capable of handling multiple headlines like this at a time because it's especially with the magnitude that some of these carry. I mean they all they all carry weight because it's all historical stuff. But I just. <laughs> And it, selfishly, I almost feel like some of these milestones could have been like staggered a little bit over the course of a few years or even just over the course of this year. But I feel like everything is coming to a head 
down down the stretch here, and it's 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 a lot to handle. And it to, to mm-hmm. like you were saying to enjoy it. It admittedly, it's as a baseball fan, it's hard to enjoy it all because there's just so much to to process and so much to try to to catch. Because if you want to be somebody that's locked in to a broadcast to catch this milestone, that's where your attention's at, and. All like I said, all of this is coming to a head, and there's just going to be a lot over the next couple of weeks here that we're going to have to be locked in for. And we get consumed by you know if, if you have a favorite team, you're going to spend the majority of your time watching your team. Makes sense, you know, and any, everything you do. Like I, I I I root for the Orioles. I mean I'm, I'm from Maryland. Makes sense. I mean for the I'm a football guy. I love the Ravens. I'm going to follow the team. But if you want to see, there's so many. That means there's you know, 29 to 30, whatever other teams in, in baseball, football, whatever team you follow, where great things are happening. And right now in Major League Baseball, from individual standpoint, to getting into the postseason, and we've touched on it in past episodes when I've come on, Seattle, if they get in and they lock it in, there's a chance at history right there. The Mariners have never been to the World Series and never won the World Series then, obviously. Tampa Bay would be another team that's never won. So not only are we seeing individual performances, but if you can take a step back and see that you could be be a part of a bigger scene in Major League Baseball this year, like that's really cool. And I mean, also, it might make you feel better if your team's not doing well and you're getting frustrated. Like I know with Kyle, it's up and down with the Red Sox. Oh, it's very much been down. And I'm worried about you at times. And, but, but I mean, but the thing is, isn't it, isn't it cool? Aren't you enjoying seeing what's happening? Oh yeah. Having all of this Despite as a the distraction. Red Sox struggles. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. So like on one side, like I said, it's, it, there's just a lot to, to be locked in for, but at the same time, it's for the majority of baseball fans out there because there are a lot of teams out there who have been down and out for a lot longer than the Red Sox. I'll say that. Uh, it's nice having those distractions. Great to have distractions. Because, again, and if you're lucky to be part of these fan bases that have had success, that's fantastic. But you're right. There are some there are some fan bases that have waited. Talk about waiting generations. They've waited a long time for, for some good things. Baseball fan, check out the other stuff. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got on that, even though, uh, you yeah, know, that, that, enjoy that's the feeds. The, that's the beautiful thing about baseball is you, you look at it year after year and somehow it always has the ability to recreate a platform for incredible things to happen. And I get it. That goes beyond baseball. That's that's really sports as a whole. But it's just like every year you're thinking, okay, well, what are the storylines? What are the what are the things we're gonna be looking for come September, October? And yep. it's it's these things one year it's it's those things another year but every year it seems like there's something new something we haven't seen before and and like we said generationally maybe it's something we haven't seen generationally and there's it's just a beautiful thing that it 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 renews itself like that a year after year after year and again it goes back to the whole throw the debates out the window at least until november at least until november like we can hash it all out when that time comes but just or see our season's over season's over state your cases you know because because it shouldn't be about 
well, I think he's better. Like, well, you're in the major leagues. You're accomplishing these feats. You, newsflash, they're both, every, whoever you're talking about is extremely deserving and talented. And now it can be, you can dive into, it's also long seasons. Enjoy it. See what happens. And also, you know, the game has a lot more to offer. And I think that that's kind of where I feel over the last few years, when there's a negative look on the game is not about broadcasting enough, like you said, for certain accomplishments. But if, if you love the game of baseball, I promise you each and every year, there is something happening. You can go and look and find it if you really want to. And that's the cool thing. So we're here. We're in, we're in mid-September, the final stretch. And and uh, there's so many things to, to, to focus on. Closing the book. Just got a few items here before we get out of here. I uh, want to give some love to Spencer Strider. Uh, set an MLB record recording his 200th strikeout of the season in just 130 innings. He beat out Randy Johnson's record for that feat, who did it in 130 and two-thirds innings. So beat him out by two-thirds of an inning. Amazing. Love that. Huh. Another record. <laughs> more more history. <laughs> uh, another another shout-out. Props Willie to Adam. him. That's awesome. Yeah, big, awesome. big effort. For coming from Spencer Schreider this year. Love to see that. Love that for Braves fans uh, and for the team. Willie Adamas, another another shout-out, breaks Robin Yount's franchise record for homers at short. He hit his 30th on Saturday. Wow. Love to see that. Love to see having, that. Quietly having an incredible season out there. It's a smaller market, people don't know, and that's it's great to see, Great to, great for him. And it seems like that's been a perfect fit uh, for for those two teams. Because I think he got traded last year, correct? Yeah. From Tampa? It's worked out. I think it's been a great trade, and, and it seems he's really come into his own there. Uh, and lastly here, you made sure you, you wanted me to include this. The Orioles pulling off a triple play this weekend. Uh, hey, couldn't, yeah, get the, couldn't get the series dub. If correct me if I'm wrong, couldn't get the series no, dub. No, no, they did not get the series dub. Thank you for the reminder. But it is, but it's still a cool feat. Like I said, the triple plays are not an everyday occurrence. It's awesome. Whether or not there could have been some mistakes on, on the the base paths for for yeah, opposing Bo, teams. Bo, what are we doing, guy? Like, there's a no excuse. We Ryan, you and I were talking about this before we hopped on. There is no reason why Bo Bichette should be that far off first base. Like credit to the O's for having the awareness, because a lot of times my my third baseman, n- not but just a couple weeks ago, forgot how many outs there were after recording a, a flyout, I believe it was. So I I don't take any of these things for granted. I I would like to think that these guys are aware how many outs there are, but you you just never know. So props to the O's for having the awareness to pull this off. But Bo, come on, you, you gotta be a little, little closer to the bag there, pal. Well, and the quick thing with that, it's a great reminder. At every level, there are mental mistakes. It's not just, not just at the, at the younger levels or the lower levels of anything. Players still make mistakes at every single level. I'm sure, though. I'm sure Bo had a conversation with, uh, with the, the coaching staff about that, and I'm, I'm sure next time, that won't happen again. But awesome for the O's. Triple plays are cool. Let's make triple plays cool again. 
Uh, well, they are cool. Slap that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> and ended on a, a a depressing note, I'm sure, for a couple fan bases. Wanted to uh, bid farewell to the Cubs and the Rangers, having been eliminated from the playoff contention this the, over the course of this past weekend. Uh, and I believe there's like one or two teams knocking on the door, so it's possible by the time you hear this, uh, a couple other teams will be uh, will have been eliminated. But we'll we'll loop back on that on Thursday. But for the time being, the Cubs, adios. The Rangers, adios. It's always next year. Always next year. How do you feel of those two teams? Do you feel more disappointed in one versus the other? Um, I think the Cubs, we talked about this before, they were kind of in that no man's land. You know, they were trying to bring guys in, but things weren't clicking and you don't know where they're kind of at. So that, whether or not that's more disappointing is up for interpretation. I think the Rangers, for the amount that they spent and you felt like they were going to make a bigger step or at least go in the more in a, a more forward direction, I would take the Rangers. But I am curious now of what is go- what they're going to do with the turnover and who they're going to bring in. I think that's something to really watch uh, moving forward. And I think that the expectations are going to rise. I think the, the Rangers now expectations are they need to get better uh, sooner than later. I think the Cubs are more going towards that rebuild. What yeah, I was going to say definitely the Rangers for me. Like if if you're the Rangers, you don't make the moves that you did. You don't spend that money to not then follow it up the next offseason because no no reasonable rational minded baseball fan looked at the mo- amount of money they spent and expected mm-hmm. them to make it to the ALCS or the World Series this year. Nobody right. thought that. But like right. you said to to use the phrasing that you did, to make a, a bigger step. I feel like it's like we're not asking we're not asking for the World Series here. Like if you're a Rangers fan, you're saying we're not asking for the World Series here, but maybe not being eliminated by mid September. That that's all we ask. And show the improvements. It just it show wasn't that you're there. making the improvements. Well, the Mariners, we talked about this in the past. Mariners have made those improvements. Houston's there. Texas, you're going to have to to get to get through. Like that division is tough at the top. Those two teams are tough. The Mariners have found a way to lean. Uh, seems like they've trended in the right direction. The Rangers now need to follow suit. Yeah, and it's like if you're the, if you're the Rangers, you don't, certainly don't have to worry about the Angels because we all know how fraudulent that organization is. But you've seen what the Mariners can now do, and I I I would hope for the Mariners and for baseball, because we all see how excited baseball fans get when talking about the Mariners, us included. That's another team that you're going to have to kind of keep an eye out for. And it's like, you you see what's going on in, in out in LA and it's like, well, we don't have to worry about them. So we, we should be all right. But it's like, well, here come the Mariners. So if you're the, if you're the Rangers, please d- give us a little more next year, because this has just been, this has been atrocious. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited to see big off season coming up for them. One would hope. Uh, that's about all I got. Unless you got anything else you want to add? No, I think I think we covered just about all we could. You know, again, different not having Nate here. Uh, Nate, wish you wish you are feeling better, and uh, look forward to have having you on here to to uh, read your open letter to 
Albert. It's very possible. Then next time we're all together. I'm not saying it's a certainty, but it's very possible the next time we're all together that he could. You never know what could happen. However, it's going to start with Dear Albert. If it does, it has to. It has to. Dear, dearest Albert. It it has to open up that way. Yeah, that's all I got, Kyle. Is Is it a great day to have a day, Ryan? Oh, we're signing off like that. Yes, it is. Guys, it's a great day to have a day. If you haven't had a great day so far, there's the rest. And I hope you have a a great rest of your week. Until next time. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.